0: All right. Self-made millionaire tips, Colin Plume, my friend Shy. Uh, I think we started talking about doing this and you said, I said, send me over your bio. And you said, I don't have a resume. This is how we started this conversation. I don't have a resume. I don't have a bio, right? I mean, that's pretty much. I don't really
1: have a resume. Right. I mean, I can tell you about what I've done in life, but it's not stuff you can put on a you, resume. You don't
0: have it on a piece of paper. I, right? I, I never. You've had never a resume. had it, or no. you don't have I've it. I've never.
1: Now. I've never had a resume. I don't even know how to make a resume. <laughs> resume is supposed to be professional. I'm right. not professional, <laughs> at all. I mean, I make things. Uh, what well, is smart, professional? But
0: yeah, it, it is a good question. I think uh, you know, entrepreneurs um, are all different backgrounds. You know, some of them go to school. They go to Wharton. They do, they do different things. I told you, I don't know, I mean, know if we had ever talked about it, but you know, I never finished college. So there's, you know, all different ways you can go into, you know, starting a business out of necessity. Maybe you can't do anything else. I don't know if I can do anything else. Um, yeah. So give me your background. I mean, you obviously just got, you figured out a way to, to start businesses or get in with something or figure out something that was profitable. I mean, where, where did it all begin? How I, that...
1: I honestly, if I just go back, I grew up in Israel right. and, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I said to a lot of people when I when I grew up, I didn't grow up in a poor family. I didn't also grow up in like a high tier family or whatever. I, right. We didn't grow up rich, but in Israel, everybody pretty much gotta work. the 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 people who are very successful in Israel, I have a lot of people that are a lot of friends that are, you know, the most the fa- the most famous musicians in Israel or the most successful in their field in Israel, and they all struggle. It's mm-hmm. a very struggle kind of country, and maybe not necessarily in a negative way, but kind of like if you don't move yourself nothing is going to happen. I don't feel like you can be entitled in Israel or wait for something to happen or kick back and relax. It's not a relaxing country. Yeah. That's so true. I feel true. like it's an incubator for a lot of innovators and a lot a lot of people that then go to other countries and excel and even if it's in selling tomatoes like you you excel because you're born my kids are born here and I'm trying to raise them as, you know, to the best of my Ability, but um, I can tell how it's a lot easier and a you lot think, more numbing. And,
0: and it is interesting because when you study what's going on in Israel, I mean, <clears throat> most of the tech, I mean, they have the the fastest growing tech industry, at, pretty much in the world. Yeah. Um, and so what you're saying, it's this sort of part of the culture, this frenetic sort of like I gotta. Everyone's looking for something. They're they're trying to find their way. It's not this kind of nepotism. I'm just gonna fall into daddy's business kind of environment. N- not right? really.
1: I don't. I don't even know in Israel who has like a business that like or, or anybody says I'm gonna fall into my daddy's business. I don't know what's daddy's business really. Like a lot of daddy's businesses are obsolete at this point. Right. You know. Um,
0: it, do you not have? Uh, do you not have social assistance, government assistance for people?
1: W- we actually have. I I, I feel like in, in those terms. Being, you know, having grown up, grow up in Israel and moving. I moved here when I was 21, so I spent at this point the majority of my life in this country. But you, you can see as a foreigner, you get to notice and see a lot of the things that you are don't don't get here. For example, um, like Medicare or or social help. I don't I don't know exactly how to how to describe yeah. it but th- there is a lot of that in the country I came from what I, I I now over 25 years here looking at my family and my friends in Israel and kind of seeing how the country develops it's pretty simple to understand that imagine it's imagine a square where all the pigeons are and you feed the pigeons and there is a lot of tourists and there mm-hmm. is a, a yeah. square where we just throw crumbs all over the place but in Israel there is a lot of pigeons and maybe one Lo- like loaf of bread so okay. if you're not going to push through you're not going to eat you know oh, it's it. It, there is it's it's a small country it's a, it's a great country but it's it's very small and there is kind of a, a ceiling as to how successful you could be and in that in every not just monetarily successful just like okay you can't really grow much it's a small fish tank if you're yeah. You can be a shark in a small fish tank and you'll be a small shark. You can't yeah. really grow.
0: Yeah, and it's a new country, too. I mean, maybe that's probably part of the reason there's no this kind of nepotism environment is because it, a lot of people that moved there had to move there because they had to get out of wherever they were. Right. <clears throat> and then they had to survive and they and the the country was growing. And, and you know, obviously the, uh, Israel has, you know, some of the greatest beaches and some of, you know, it's but it's there's probably too many people there now. It, there is, there the- is
1: too many people and everybody's, I would say smart, not as an intelligent smart. Everybody's like, um, everybody's driven. And I don't know anymore, like this is a new generation and it, sure. it goes over there too. But yeah. but the, really like like I, in in this country, it's more of the, It's I'm not gonna say it's easy and the money's growing on the trees, but this is the land of opportunities. It really is. There yeah. is a reason why everybody comes here. Yeah you know
0: is that why you came here
1: um i wasn't really planning on living here i came here on vacation after the army and i came here because i was here in as a teenager with my parents and i just came with a friend i felt most israelis usually finish the army and go on this year-long trip to india or to you know thailand or to south america they do like backpacking and I was more like, I want to go to Miami and Florida and Disneyland and L.A. and all these places I've been as a teenager by myself. And I just kind of, a month and a half of traveling, I I just got a job for the summer. I came with a friend. He went back to Israel because he had a girlfriend there, and I didn't have a girlfriend, so I stayed here. And I just started working, and uh, it was like five years into it, I was still working. I just stayed. It, It just felt so easy to make money if you work, right, and afford, right. I live. I had my own. I had my own apartment. I had a car. Yes. I had everything. Within yeah. the first two months of me being yeah. here, I had everything, and that's with zero tools. With, you know, way worse English than this. Not that this is great. And, and it's good. you just thank you. Yeah. Um, it's all about reverse. Compliment fishing with me. <laughs> it's,
0: it's just a strange concept now. It's easy to make just, money you work. work.
1: I mean <laughs> that's that's but, it. But right? it, it really is. Yeah, you know? True. And um, I just kinda hammered it. I, I, I did whatever I, I did. I, I was cleaning carpets, I was doing construction, I did whatever jobs I had around, but I always noticed that there is there are opportunities. I you can my mind is always racing about maybe not anymore in terms of making the money, but I always have ideas. And 10% of them are smart, the rest is just junk. But even from the junk, you can make money in this country from pretty much anything. Yeah, you that's know?
0: true. Yeah, there's, it, it, it's limitless. It's I'll, absolutely limitless. Yeah, yeah. And especially if you have the drive. I, I think it comes down to the drive and also, um, and I think you were talking about kids. Like the one thing, at, I'm, you know, we're all struggling to try to raise kids, but the the one thing that I really try to focus on is just confidence. I think you have con- something about if you just have belief, even if it's blind <laughs> belief. Maybe it's, as you said, not all the ideas are good, but you believe maybe the next one's going to be better. If I had
1: blind belief, I would be much more successful. I would be eccentric and or maybe way worse. But, you know, I'm also fairly realistic. Yeah. I know how good looking I am. I don't know that I'm, I'm, I'm not further than that <laughs> you know what i mean i'm handsome and i'm the best looking guy anyway yeah. wh- what i mean it, it's it's really um, uh, one of the one of the reasons Also, for me personally i'm i'm very hyperactive i'm just a hyperactive person that's who i am so i can't really sit still and i always got to do something and some of those things are maybe meaningless but a lot of those things do get me further yeah you know yeah what i want to sit and <clears throat> chill yeah, I, I wish I, I was.
0: I think we, yeah, I know you're always doing something. I'm
1: not chilling now. I'm moving <laughs> nonstop.
0: Yeah. So tell me about, uh, so in your 20s, Shy, you were just, you were, worked a lot of jobs. You were yep. just sort of trying to find your way and, and found yourself into different things. And then uh, how did this, the guitar shop, how did you, how did you even think to get into this? How did it even start? What? I mean, you don't play guitar.
1: I don't play guitar. Okay. I, I didn't grow up in a musical house. I always listened to music. I never played. I got piano lessons and all the things we do for our kids that usually doesn't, <clears throat> you know, hold. But um, I, I've i always had some kind of a tendency for a side hustle. Um, and I always looked at everything around me as... as um, value. Everything has some kind of value. It could be a t-shirt and it could be a car. It could be real estate. It could be a, a, anything. Sand. Mm-hmm. People send bottles of holy water or air. Yes, People send stuff, yeah. everything. So um, I remember maybe 2000, 2001, I I discovered eBay and I always sold stuff on eBay. There was always like tchotchkes and knickknacks and stuff I found or stuff I had around the house. People would give me stuff. I, I, and one of those things just happened to be a guitar that I got and I sold it and back then eBay was the wild West you could curse on feedbacks you could leave a, you could leave um you know a, 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 a buyer and negative feedback and tell him oh, f yourself you can do anything you want it was kind of fun yeah yeah right um it was no rules and um so and there was there were auctions and I remember just throwing stuff out there and just come back a week later and say, holy crap, this thing was like, I thought he's going to bring like a dollar, and it ended at like people were fighting over it and came to like $800. I actually made $800 without doing any work. So one of those items happened to be a guitar. And I noticed that um, I, I bought something cheap and I sold it for, I think about it, my first guitar was, I bought for $325 in some trailer in Poundale that I found on Craigslist. And I just got it to see if I want to play it. And I played it for 30 seconds and then decided, no, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to play it. So I put it out for sale and I sold it. I actually parted it out. I sold the parts um, and I think I sold it for like $800. And I'm like, holy crap, I made 500 bucks. That's my early twenties on top of my job in a matter of minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, let's do another one. And I started searching, I started looking into guitars um, and slowly kind of educated myself I, at, at that point I, I don't really play guitars um i just kind of like them i mean who doesn't like a guitar you don't have to play a guitar to kind of get an that's agree but this is a cool yeah. instrument yeah whenever you know? i
0: look at your instagram uh and i see the videos uh i was just looking at the one i think of the new store and i think i i want to talk to you about how you set up your stores because i think it is very interesting but like I just walk, just like walk you or someone's walking around with the camera, and the way that they're lined up the walls and the the angles, and they're just they're just beautiful. It's, Even-
1: it's more like a boutique. It's more kind of like an art gallery for guitars. Right. And and, and the reason for that is it, a, a lot of stores would have slat walls, and it, they would just hang like you know a rack of clothes, and a lot of the guitars I have are in the twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar range. I also have guitars in the 200 hundred dollar range and when you just display them all on the wall you can see everything and it looks nice and it's welcoming yeah um and you sacrifice a lot of retail space because you can pack th- three times you more can England. layer
0: them on the wall but you don't you just keep yeah the way in the way your store is set up from this video is that you walk in and there's stuff in the middle this is how it, and then yeah. you can walk around Right? And we constantly change
1: it. Think of it like a man cave that you keep moving your stuff around. Oh, you do always. You change. Know? Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. So we just, you know, it's a small space. Um, there, we'll, we'll get to it.
0: Okay. So, yeah. so just going back so to going the guitar back, thing. Yeah, yeah. Sold some on, guitars on eBay, yes.
1: started to get really good at it. Yeah, I got right. to a point that I made enough side hustle while making a lot of money in the job that I had at the time to kind of say, you know what? I'm willing to give the six figure you know, um, job that I have now. Just do this from home, selling stuff on eBay. I never have to leave the house. I do stuff at my own time, and I kind of just rolled into it, and I'll make you know a third of what I made before, but th- that's enough. So I started that, and it just the passion grew because now I don't have not that I really had a boss before; it was more like a commission job. But I'm on my own time, at my own pace, mm-hmm. and I don't have to deal with people really. It's all online, and I've done it for a good. 10 years to oh. get better at it better at it and learn more and got into more guitars and more expensive guitars and then vintage guitars and just kind of self-educated myself nobody th- there is no school for this yeah you can go and learn it from anyone
0: so you had a sales job you're making six figures which by the way in the early 2000s even today is a lot of money but early 2000s a lot of money i was in my 20s yeah you're making great money
1: it was commission based only though okay so but again still, self-driven right. will bring it what in. what were you selling at that point I think it was like home improvement. So because I'm from Israel, usually usually a group of um, certain people that come here from another country usually find work within their group of, mm-hmm. you know, people or immigrants. For Israelis at the time it was home improvement, carpet cleaning, all those things. Now it's yeah. like, now they do everything, but it's yeah. like uh, it used to be the mall carts, mm-hmm. you know, or stuff like that. So just like any any immigrant, I just went to my group of people and just started there it was an easy you can start work the next day yeah and, and it's no resume
0: right and no resume yeah and so when you when you decided to give up the commission job and and just to the guitars was there any fear of like maybe i'm giving up something good or it was just like this feels right for me
1: you know it was a mixture i really didn't like what i was doing at that time mm-hmm. because it was um a very demanding job i was really like leaving the house at seven and i was single at the time so i didn't care i was just work and go out work and go out that's all i was doing right um and i like it anyway but i i would wake up at six or seven a.m out on the road at eight going to leeds i would drive to torrance then to rancho cucamonga then all of a sudden i got a lead in long beach so it was a lot of driving yeah and and you know at the beginning the first few years you i i I know all the zip codes in la orange county and riverside county by heart because i I had a thomas guide oh yeah i had a pager (laughs) I didn't have. A, there was no smartphones. There was no internet. You have to wait three minutes before you connect with the yeah. dial up on right. on your boxy right. computer at home, <laughs> you know. Um, so all of these things kind of made me like more more aware of my environment, and um, but it was very tiring, um, yeah. and and also working with people, making everybody happy. Um, is is very energy draining yeah so at, on that aspect and at that point I made I made enough money in the span of a few years to have some saving you know savings and and be able to pay my rent so yeah. I figured if I when i I remember just jumping into it in my head it was if I make enough money to just cover my rent, cover my gas, cover you know some expenses here and there, I'm okay You're happy. I'm tired yeah. I'm tired from doing this other thing yeah. But, because I had some, but I also knew that I'm going to be hyperactive about it. So I, I just went at it and made it full-time. And it, and it became a full-time job for about 10 years. So you're
0: doing I, eBay, just buying... It and... was
1: really exclusively eBay for a while. There was wow. no other website like Reverb, if you know what that is, yeah. or, or other things. So Reverb is a, is a marketplace for musical instruments only. Oh, okay. Um, and I was really exclusively doing that to a point that I was able to buy a house and do it now wow. for my house, not for my apartment. Yeah. And then something happened around 2009, I think, a year into after I bought my house and spent all the money I had on a house that I that was way over my budget. But again, I just trusted myself. And eBay changed ownerships and, and, and there was financial crashes and everything. And I went down from making this much money to make this much money over one month. Oh my God. Oh and wow. Imagine just kinda of throw an idea out there, ten thousand dollars in mortgage. All of a sudden I'm making three thousand dollars a month. Right. Right. What am I doing? Yeah. And I went in a bit of a spiral for about a year and a half. I thought like I just bought my first home with no guidance. I have no I have no mentors here. I have nobody here that really directs me all all since I came here. And um you're like oh shit! i kind of shut down i turned all the lights off in the house oh really i was like eating you know noodles and like keeping the the bills down and like i gotta survive this i can't lose this house that i just bought with all my money i worked so hard and it took about a year and a half and at that point they came out with loan modifications and all that stuff and i met somebody that you know helped me out with that so i survived and during that time i was i was thinking okay i just learned a lesson i put all my eggs in one basket and the basket was ebay and if eBay is gone, boom, I have no income anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So I met my now partner, my business partner, um, who was working at a guitar shop and he's a jazz musician and he's older than me and he's been doing it for many, many years He had a lot of knowledge. And we kind of chatted and decided, you know, he wanted to leave where he's at. Like, let's open a guitar store. Right. I told him there is only one, one um, issue. I don't like guitar player. I can't talk to people about professionally about an instrument and about music. You're a musician. You know the language. I don't know the language. Right. It's like opening a store in Germany, and I don't speak German. I know the product, right? but I can't communicate with people. So we had an agreement that he's going to run the shop physically, and I'll keep doing everything online because he didn't know anything about mm-hmm. that aspect. And about, and we opened a store in Burbank because... Um, I think somebody told us we should do it because the, the, there's, there's no city tax or something like that, and the rent there was cheaper. So we opened the store, and we did it for about a year, and I think a year into it, I started getting the liking of going to the store and hanging stuff on the wall, and have like a cube that I can, you know, a canvas that I can paint and arrange stuff, and, and have a place to put all my guitars as opposed to like a storage unit, right. or my apartment at that time. Um and I think two years into it, my my passion and my hyperactivity kicked me into, all right, how do we grow this? Let's open another store. And we opened another store in Sherman Oaks, which is where I live, and he lives in Studio City, so it's close to us. Um, and at that point, we were running it together, and I was spending more time at the store, and I started getting a lot more comfortable
0: driving that vehicle. Did you did – you, was it uh – was it that important to speak the language, as you were saying?
1: You know, it's 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 more like the confidence,
0: right? You know, right, 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 I can
1: right. I can bullshit anything, I can spin anything, but right. I don't like doing that. I like to know what, what talking I'm about. talking about. Yeah, and there's not a lot of things I know, to be honest with you. You know, the few things that I know about, I'm very good at, but um, the rest of the stuff, I just you know, uh, when you don't have confidence doing something. You can still succeed doing that, but it's a very uncomfortable feeling.
0: Yeah, well, and, and, and I think having a partner and, and at the beginning sort of, you know, bouncing dr- know, w- ideas off and sort of having that a, a, a initial help. And he had a lot of
1: knowledge. I mean, I learned a lot from him. Yeah. He learned a lot from me in the, in the things that I brought to the table. Um, and it's, it's amazing how we'd, so, so it's been over 20 years I've been doing this. I still don't play guitar. I have all the time in the world, if you if you think about it, I have thousands of guitars literally in every you know, right. corner of my yeah. eyesight. I just don't have the passion for it. I love music, I can play a little bit, but I don't wanna be a musician and I don't really need to play the guitar. I would like to, but I don't have the passion for it. Right. But I do have the passion for knowing things about the instrument and about the history and right. about people who play those guitars and money. Yeah. So all that came into play Over the years I've been doing that, I learned a lot of things. And and I know a lot of things, but I still feel I'm at about 20% of the knowledge I can have. It's a really endless pool of
0: knowledge that can come through <clears throat> yeah you know? that's interesting well you look like a rock star so i don't know if that <laughs> it's it's you're um, already like 80 percent there i don't there. know if they, yeah, the other 20 percent <laughs> this is this is the fake it till you make it, kind <laughs> of it. Yeah, you, you could know? just but, ai someone <laughs> playing guitar so but how when you first opened your first store how did you market
1: so when we opened the store it was actually at a big financial um bad Bad financial year. It it was uh, again around 2009, I think, 2010, maybe. Um, Everybody we spoke to me and my partner said, Are you guys out of your mind? You're going to open a store now. This is the worst time ever. Nobody's making money. And
0: it's always nice to have great friends. It's, it's mainly, it's mainly,
1: it was mainly that. Um,
0: You're an idiot. What are you thinking?
1: Well, the other thing is both me and my partner being Jewish and having a lot of Jewish friends, it's a lot of the kvetching of like, yeah. really? They would say it even in the height of the market. Yeah, Doesn't yeah, matter. yeah, it's true. But um, it's, it's kind of a mixture of the <laughs> A, I didn't have a choice because I just got burnt, you know, having my basket burn. And I was, I was really disturbed by that. So I had to do something else, but in the same field, I didn't want to reinvent myself. Um, So it was the confidence that I know I'm going to make it happen. And also maybe it was again, lying to ourselves or kind of like flipping it in our head, but this is the best time to open a store. Everybody's going out of business. Rent is low. Right. There is really all the people who's been doing that for a living are gone now, but the, the guitars are still around people right. still want to buy and trade guitars <clears throat> i don't see i don't think it's a bad time i don't think there is really a bad time to do anything there is better times to do something sure but if you want to make something happen you can make it happen anytime you don't did always you, have to wait when for you guys the
0: opened the store let me ask you, try it. did you like look at a place like guitar center and go we're not going to do it like them or was there like were you intentional or did you was someone did someone open a store that was similar to your concept or how did you uh, there was
1: really, honestly, no. there was no concept, there was no business idea. I was banking on myself and on my partner to just make it happen. And so so just to kind of make it clear, what we do is very different than a guitar center right. or any place that even <clears throat> sells guitars, because we we trying to specialize in vintage guitars. So it's more, imagine a car dealership that only deals in 60s cars. They don't have anything from the 90s or new or Teslas. It's a specialty kind of thing. So we know you, all about that. So when I you know do that, about...
0: I just bought a classic car. I don't know if I told you that. No. What'd you I, buy? I bought a uh, Pontiac GTO about about two weeks ago. A
1: friend of mine bought a Pontiac GTO. He, he did? Do you know what it entails yeah. to like, can he fix it? That's that's the, the, you see how fast that question came <laughs> up? Can he fix it? You know, are you a car guy?
0: I'm a car guy, but I'm not a car fix it guy. See, but I'm, I'm
1: not, I'm not a car. Like I love cars, but right. I have no idea how to, how to deal with cars yeah that's the only reason i won't buy a car like that for now yeah because i'm gonna be the guy who's gonna buy the car like okay i'll no, no, do it with it now yeah
0: yeah no and and it's been in the shop for the first two weeks i've gotten it it's a project and then uh i drove it on saturday and we'll get back to what you're saying Yeah, and it stopped on laurel canyon ventura right oh there God. so what do you do <laughs> you f- get the fuck out of the car and you call <laughs> the tow truck there guy. you go that's what you do. And you hope no one hits your beautiful car. That's sort of what happens. So
1: basically, imagine imagine that yeah. aspect of the vintage car. There is probably, I don't know if you bought it from a dealer or from yeah. a... Okay, so that dealer probably knows all about these cars. He knows yeah. what's wrong with them, what's not wrong with them, how to drive them, how to, how to store them. Yeah. Basically, take that, apply it to guitars. You and do that was you guitars. sort of
0: kind of coming into it, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: And um the Did problem, your partner
0: know about vintage guitars or he just knew how to play guitar?
1: He knew he knew a lot about he, he okay. has he's been basically working guitar shop since he was eleven. Oh wow. And he's okay. fifteen years older than me. So he always had that experience. Um and, and he's a monster player. So yeah. but um he's not Israeli. So um
0: So you brought so you would say you brought sort of the more of the business sense to the partnership the
1: majority of the yeah. business sense yeah. he knew the
0: product which is great you got to have good product knowledge yeah. which was probably what you were lacking at the beginning
1: and i also brought in a very specific um i knew a lot about for example fender guitars i knew a lot about um older fender guitars because that's what i the majority of the guitars i was selling when i was mm-hmm. doing it on my own was just fender guitars because fender guitars are made from parts they're put together and what i did was i bought them i Took them apart and sold the parts individually for maybe triple the amount of money you can get on a solid. Because when guitar.
0: someone's vintage guitar breaks down, they just need one part. They need a part.
1: They will pay you a lot of money. You probably 30, 40, 50% more than what the part is, you know, as part of the guitar. Right. And and I wasn't destroying like all original guitars. I was obviously buying stuff that are, they call it Franken strats and Franken Tellies or stuff that's been put together. Again, imagine on a car, you buy. A Pontiac GTO, but yeah. it's the the paint is not original. Right. Everything is right. replaced on right. it. So okay, maybe there is more money in parts. Yeah. So it yeah. was like that. So I brought a lot of that to the table, and I knew a lot of things that he doesn't know with all his experience, because I was just kind of specializing in that. Um, and fast forward three, four, five years later, I started knowing a lot about. Other when
0: brands. how long did it take you guys try to get to get to break even? And to, you started in 2009.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: How long did it take you to...
1: A lot of these answers going to be non... Not like normal. I'm not going to check your we and no, no. or anything. <laughs> we, made, we made money the first month we opened. What do you mean? You made of... more
0: than, than your overhead? Than,
1: but... Yeah, because we got in... First of all, it was me and my partner. I didn't even have an employee at the beginning. He was there all the time. Right. I popped in when I could. And maybe you're into it. We got one guy that kind of like helped us and then we so grew. low overhead. Low overhead. Rent was cheap. We did most of the work. I still, to this day... With four locations, I just came back from the store that I'm 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 running because he's not feeling well, and I gave one of my guys a day off. I'm still very hands on because I like it. Yeah. Um, but we Wait, made money the first month, and and so
0: you, but you did not get the return in all of your in investments in this first month. So
1: here's the deal: the investment was very low. We took a shop. I didn't spend a hundred thousand dollars to to make it, to put chandeliers and right. it's like, I painted the walls myself cause I, I can do it. And um, we hung guitars on the wall. I had my, I had a, at that point, I think I came in with 60, 70 guitars of my own that I brought that I had before. He brought some of his, we consigned stuff. We didn't really buy inventory. We kind of brought our things in and started going. Started going that way, interesting. So So there was really not a lot of overhead. And I'm gonna tell you now 20 plus years into it on my fourth location, I kind of duplicate it. I, I take a store; it's small. I'm not going foofy on it unless I buy the building. I'm not investing. I'm doing the minimal things I can sure. do to make it look nice, right. clean, and that's it. Nobody cares if I have a nice chandelier on the ceiling. Yeah, no, it, it's distracting if anything. So
0: you just how big are your stores typically? What size square footage?
1: So we, I would love to have bigger stores, but at the end of the day, um, they're all in the thousand to twelve hundred square feet stores. Yeah.
0: But i think that's a sweet spot though it's it's, en- it. it's
1: enough for one or two people to operate it and be right. be good you don't need like five six employees in every store yeah if
0: you got too big you'd have to have more employees right i mean there's
1: more employees more rent more more, rent. more room to fill right i'd rather have multiple locations in multiple markets because for example my burbank store and my sherman Oak store are 15 minutes apart people don't go to one or the other people tend to like i, I ask. i asked a lot of regulars in burbank that's been going in for 10 years
0: like I
1: was like, yeah, you know, I'm really in that part of town. What are you talking about?
0: That's (laughs) that's 15 minutes away.
1: I do that like three times a day. What are you
0: talking about? LA people, they don't want to go more than five minutes from their house. (laughs) You know? Well, by the way, 15 minutes at the wrong time could be four hours. Well, it it is 35 (laughs) minutes on a Friday. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: But you would not drive 30 minutes to look at a $20,000 guitar?
0: (laughs) I would. Uh, There you go. So... There's more. There's more from Shy. I knew this was going to be a good one. We got a lot of exciting things. So we'll come back uh, on the next episode.